It's time for the Mental Health Moment, a show exploring the world of mental health and answers for life. Brought to you by Life Launch Centers. Here's your host, Joe Newman. Well, it's Mental Health Monday, and time for your Mental Health Moment. I'm your host, Joe Newman, Business Development Director at Life Launch Centers, where group counseling is changing lives. Group counseling really is the best way to help youth and young adult, any everybody know that they're not alone in their struggles. And for parents to learn from each other what is working at home. In fact, right now in groups, uh, we're really growing. With the beginning of the school year, we're, we get a lot of families looking for help to deal with the added stresses and pressures of school. In fact, we could use a little help. If, uh, if you're a therapist or someone you know is a therapist who loves working with youth and young adults, is looking for more hours, give us a call at 833-803-3883. Or if uh, anxiety or depression is taking over your life, and uh, you can visit our website at lifelaunchcenters.com, or again, just give us a call at 833-803-3883. We'd love to talk about um, what you can do to get your life back on track and, and where you want it to be. So I'm really excited for today's show. I've got a, a very special guest in studio with me. Christy Pike is the director of the Children's Justice Center here in Washington County. Christy, thank you so much for joining me today. I am thrilled to be here with you today, Joe. So I'm not sure if everyone out there knows about the Children's Justice Center. Honestly, I wasn't aware of what it was until I used to work for the county and was introduced to the different departments in the county and learned of what an amazing um, service that our county, our government provides. So help. what is the Children's Justice Center, Chrissy? So the Children's Justice Center is a home-like, child-friendly facility where children who are have been abused can begin their road to healing. So we work with um, a multidisciplinary team of partners um, and offer a variety of services to kids who have been victims of abuse or victims of other crimes. I love it. Um, I, when I've gone there, there is such a warm cozy feeling about the the facility. We work really hard to create that warm, cozy feeling. The original impetus between behind um, creating Children's Justice Centers here in Utah was to create a safe space where kids could be interviewed um, in a non-threatening manner when they had been victims of abuse, rather yeah. than having to go tell that story at a police station yeah. or um, threatening space. a threatening space, or even yeah. sometimes in their own homes where the abuse may well have occurred. So we provide that neutral, safe space where children can come and and tell their story, hopefully just one time, and and do it with a a neutral party. We have a professional forensic interviewer. That's what she does. That's her job. And and get all the information that the professionals who are investigating abuse need in order to do their investigations. To do their job. I love Mm -hmm. that. The child only tells their story once. Isn't that awesome? Because, I mean, if you've got law enforcement or medical or different professionals who need to to help um, in that healing process, it's so painful to have to tell your story over and over and over and relive that. And so what a great, um, great way to to serve them. Exactly. I mean, think about the worst thing that has happened to you in your life. Now think about how many times you want to tell that story and how many people you want to tell that story to. So yes, it is a great service to be able to have these kids come in and and tell their story once to a professional who knows how to ask the right questions. And she's, she's very good at getting kids to open up 
but she's also very careful about how she asks the questions so that they aren't leading. Yeah. We want kids to be able to tell their truth. We don't want them to um, tell. Kids have the tendency yeah. to tell the person in front of them what they think they want to what hear. What they want to hear. Right. And um, our forensic interviewer, Brooke is her name. She does yeah. a really good job of not leading the children, but allowing them to just tell their story. Oh, that's awesome. And that while she's awesome. while she's doing those interviews, we we record them. Yep. Um, audio and video, and so that law, other professionals, so that can the other professionals them. can review them. So we right. have them in evidence. Uh, law enforcement and child protective services will watch live, um, and and they conference with with our interviewer beforehand to tell her what kinds of information they need. Mm-hmm. And they'll do a check-in near the end of the interview where she'll say, is there anything else that I missed? What, what else can I help? You know, what else do you need? And, uh, and, and so those professionals whose job it is to investigate these, right. these incidents have all the information they need. Well, that's awesome. And I, obviously the county is very concerned or very interested in family safety right. and serving the community. Like, I think that's amazing that, the government offers this kind of service and provides this, um, this great, you know, place that these things can happen. And, um, it's an obvious indication of how important, uh, our, our physical safety is to the County as well as, um, our mental health. I mean, the, the impacts of trauma or abuse on our mental health is just enormous. It, it is. And, um, like I said, we originally were a safe space where a child could tell their story, but we have grown beyond that. We have a number of different services now that we provide. So we have the the forensic interview piece, but we also have a medical room that is staffed by safe and healthy families. Um, And we have a nurse practitioner and a nurse who specialize in pediatrics and in pediatric abuse cases. So they really know what they're doing. They're awesome. They're amazing. They can do anything from a rape kit to just a checkup so a child knows that they're okay. Yeah. Um, it seems like the physical um, needs are what's primary, what will be addressed well, first off to make yep. sure their physical needs are taken care yep. of. And then it's the mental health the mental side health that comes- is a long process of healing. and, and uh, It is a long process of yeah. healing. Um, and we just this year have been able to begin to provide mental health services as well. That's great. So we're able to do that through a grant called the victim from the Victims of Crime Act, VOCA, we okay. call it. That is money that comes from offenders, um, federal offenders. Okay. Uh, it's fees and penalties that they have paid, and it is put into a pot of money that is specifically for victim services. It's not taxpayer money. Okay. It, it, it comes from those offenders. And then we write a grant. We were able to write a grant this year to be able to provide mental health therapy for kids and their families um, who who are suffering. And all of this, and then this mental health therapy we're talking about, is it's trauma-based. So it is yeah. to help deal with the trauma of the, of the abusive situation. I love it. So I want to make sure everybody out there understands what services are available to them. Okay. Because it sounds like there's grant money available for, for victims, for people who... Um, need help. And one of the biggest um, hindrances in them getting help is costs. Right. So how does that play into the grant money you were just talking about? So we, there are no charges for any services that we provide at the Children's Justice Center. Wow. Zero charge to the families. None. Not for the medical, not for the 
maybe a child came in for medical and needed uh, um, uh, some pregnancy help. Maybe right. they needed uh, uh, testing for and and for HIV and maybe right. some drugs to help that. Uh, we we find there's ways no to charge. get there's zero charge. No, charge. I think that's huge because first of all, par- people want to get the help that they need, right? But sometimes they're in a financial situation that they feel like they can't. Right. And so knowing that those services are available through are. the county is and, so crucial. And we're, we're very careful with those monies, those, especially those mental right. health monies. The mental health is by far the most expensive piece that we, that we deal with. Right, right, it, right. It's, it's not cheap, but it's so key for these kids and their families um, to be able to be healthy and to move, move on. One in five kids will expe- experience sexual assault before age 18. Yeah, I, I heard that and, in a recent study, too, and it just broke my heart. And, and you think, oh, no, well, that's true in other places, but that's not true here in Washington County. But it is. Yeah. It's true across the board. Interestingly, socioeconomics, every group, every group. Um, experiences, there are kids who experience sexual assault. That doesn't mean that they're going to be raped, but right. that, but it does mean that they, they will experience some kind of unwanted, non-consensual sexual encounter. Oh, that breaks my heart. Uh, and really, when you start to think about, you know, one in five, that's like, name five kids that you know, and likelihood of one of them. Is I have five kids. <laughs> right. So nice. though, I don't like those statistics. Absolutely. So what population do you work with primarily or I mean kids? Yeah. <laughs> so anyone what under ages? the age of 18? Okay, under um, the age obviously of we're not going to be doing interviews with 1-year-olds. Um they yeah. need to be verbal in order to do an interview, but we would provide medical care for for those younger kids. So yeah. so any any kids uh, under the age of 18. Now are in order to be served at the Children's Justice Center um it, those referrals come through either law enforcement or child protective services. Okay. So families can't walk to our door and say, um, I, I need an interview. Those, those um, referrals need to come through. We're not a referring agency for abuse. Right. Um, but, but we serve the kids once they've been referred. Okay. You know, uh, this has been so informative and uh, we got to take a break, but uh, I want to invite everybody to jump on our website at lifelaunchcenters.com or just give us a call at 833-803-3883 to get your family the help uh, you're looking for or to end anxiety and depression in your life. Again, that number is 833-803-3883. Next half, we'll come right back with Christy Pike, Director of uh, Washington County Children's Justice Center and talk more about uh, some exciting events coming up, as well as um, some resources that are available in our community. We'll be back in a minute. Oh, I just don't know what to do with her. What's going on? Almost every day, Maddie wakes up and she says she's sick and she doesn't want to go to school. I'm sorry. What are you going to do about it? Well, I'm thinking about taking her to a counselor. I think it's anxiety or depression or something. Is that what you did to help Jake? Well, we tried that and didn't get very far. Honestly, it wasn't the counselor's fault. Jake just felt like we were just trying to fix him. It wasn't until we found Life Launch Centers and got him into group counseling that we started to see a real change. Group counseling? Yeah... 
That actually sounds awesome, but scary. I bet Maddie wouldn't go for it. Yeah, it took a little encouragement at first, but I tell you, group helped him realize he's not alone in his struggles, and he even made some really good friends. Group counseling is the most effective form of therapy, and families are finding the help they need to actually overcome anxiety and depression at Life Launch Centers. In just two to three months, your family can learn the emotional tools to successfully launch into life. So don't wait. Start now by calling 833-803-3883. Welcome back to your mental health moment. I'm your host, Joe Newman, uh, Business Development Director at Life Launch Centers. And today in studio, I've got with me uh, Christy Pike, who is the uh, Director at the Children's Justice Center in Washington County. And um, this is such an amazing service that the county offers uh, and I brought her on the show because I was interested in helping everybody in the community know what resources are available. Um, I know as a part of our intensive outpatient program at Life Launch Centers, we often have youth and young adults that have been victims of abuse and are able to find the emotional tools they need to help them overcome the effects of that trauma. And while in group counseling format, clients don't share details about their abuse or trauma, they do gain empathy and a realization that they're not alone in their struggles. Uh, many others have experienced what they're experiencing, and, and just um, knowing that, that you can find healing, that others have found healing, is very empowering. And so, Christy, thank you once again for joining us today. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how trauma or abuse affects the mental health of kids and parents. Okay. Tell me a little bit about, um, first of all, what you do at the Children's Justice Center for mental health. And then um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the differences of kids and parents and their, their healing process. Awesome. So we have a mental health coordinator at our center. And when we have kids come in, she will administer what we call a PIPS survey. It's something that has been developed by Primary Children's Medical Center, and it allows us to assess where the kids are at very quickly. It's just a, it's a quick survey. It's not a yeah. big, it's not a big extensive. survey. It's an extensive yeah. thing. It's, it's quick, and it just allows us to assess where they're at with anxiety. Are they having trouble sleeping? Okay. Um, are they being triggered by things? And also, we do a, a quick suicide assess, risk assessment right. with them. And if necessary, she will do a safety plan with them and with their parents. Um, and and she does that. We've we've done suicide safety plans, and and we so know that these today. we know that our kids are really struggling with this with suicide right now. That it's throughout the, leading, the state. It's the leading cause of death for. Uh, Youth and young adults ages 10 to 24. I just read and that the, the kids other day. are getting younger and younger, and yeah. it's just heartbreaking. So, so we, we do that assessment, and one of the reasons we do that assessment is so that we can tell the parents this is you might not be realizing what your kids are going, what your child right. is going through. Um, but this is where they are on this assessment of how this, this trauma, trauma has affected them. Yeah. Um, you might not know they're having trouble sleeping or you you might not have been aware that that they are triggered every time they walk into a certain restroom at school yeah. or every time whatever the trigger might be. 
Um, well, the, to the parents' credit, they just maybe don't know just, how to ask the right questions. They don't know. And, and kids, especially teenagers, can be really good at hiding their yeah. symptoms. Um, and especially from their parents because there's a different the dynamic, parents. right? Right. Yes. And that dynamic is so difficult anyway, isn't it? With yeah. with kids and parents, we're, that that is just, it's always an adventure um, trying to create the, the opportunities to talk with, with our teenagers because Absolutely. every teenager is different and... We've got five. We're we're down to one fifteen year old um, still wow. at home, and she's completely different from her siblings. Oh and boy, aren't they all different? Yeah, and and <laughs> so that that's a uh, it can be tough. And and parents, it, it can help parents buy into the need that they, their child may need some some further help, some therapy. Yeah. And as parents, we don't have every answer. Um, it, it can be really uh, take a burden off of the parents as well to to get some help. Well, well, to here, know how to communicate. Right, you know, like, to get those some, tools. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard as a parent where you know your child's um, struggling with certain things, and but just the dynamic and not knowing how to ask questions or open conversation can be so hard, and, right. and really that's where a professional can, ha- can, can help. Can really help. Both both the child and the parent. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, let's, let's talk to that a little bit about okay. the parents because... Parents' mental health, especially in abuse um, situations, often the the spouse suffers greatly from finding out that about the abuse. Well, yes, and and parents they might feel guilty. They often are anxious. Sometimes they exhibit more signs of trauma than the children do. Wow. Um, and that is not helpful for the child. Yeah. So they um, model the the behavior they, they, they can they can anxiety. so that parents can feel overwhelmed um this can mean that they're going to okay how am i going to work in getting my child to therapy with my work schedule yeah um which is one thing which is one of the big barriers for kids getting getting, getting therapies the help they is, need. is accessibility accessibility um there aren't enough appointments with therapists in town after school hours yeah um so one thing that we've just started doing we're just kicking this program off and I'm so excited about it is we are going to be providing therapists in our schools. So kids who have been victims of a trauma can get their therapy while they're at school. I don't think a lot of parents understand actually that there aren't therapists in the school because they hear the word counselor and they think that this is a therapist, but really what that person is doing is rearranging schedules and providing some like you know, some uh, life skills, readiness, yeah, uh, yeah, life skills, right? But not trained therapists. That it's it's a different path in school. They're not this. They're not the same degree. So yeah, yeah that that's not their job. Well, and I think that's important to know that um, because you know there is so much need, our community has responded and we have we're doing some things to help. Again, I know our our intensive outpatient program that happens after school. Uh, it's three days a week that they come mm-hmm. for about two and a half hours each group uh, counseling session. And the healing that they get there is so fast and so helpful because it's intense, right? They're, it's not once a week for an hour, but but nine hours a week. That, and groups and, can be so helpful for kids. In yeah. fact, we've started a couple of groups at the center um, in conjunction with the Dove Center. We provide a, and it is a one once a week for an hour, a group yeah. for girls who have t- who are teenagers who have been sexually assaulted, and another one that runs simultaneously for parents of kids of any age who have been sexually assaulted. Yeah. So um, 
that's a great opportunity for, again, people to become less isolated because when kids are isolated, kids are vulnerable. Right. That is one of the grooming behaviors that predators use. They isolate our kids um, and, and that makes them vulnerable. So as we can create as many connections as possible for these kids and for their families, um, that that's one really good way to, of protecting our kids from further abuse. Well, I'm so glad to hear that more resources are coming available yes. because uh, like I mentioned, our groups are, are getting full, but, uh, and we're looking at expanding too, because of the demand is, is continuing to come in more and more families need mental health services. And while sometimes, you know, that intensive program can be uh, difficult for family schedules, you know, yeah. nine hours a week is pretty demanding. Um, but it makes total sense for a lot of families that are looking to get the help they need and do it and do it quickly. They want to see some, some, uh, you know, some real fast or helpful results. And, and so sometimes the once a week program is great. That's, that's how the family can utilize those services. Um, but realize, I hope that everybody out there realizes there's different levels of care. And if you're not getting the help you need in a certain level of care, you can step up or you can step down. Right. And if you don't like your therapist, you can change. Right. <laughs> I, we have kids come in sometimes in the, or, or a parent or whatever, and they'll say, yeah, I tried therapy. It didn't work for me. Right. I, I didn't like it. And, and I'll say, you know what? I got a really bad haircut once, but that doesn't mean that I quit getting my haircut. Right, you find uh, someone you find else someone that else do that, right. that does it, that does it better that works so, well with that works you. well with you. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great point. I love that. Um, you know what? Uh, you, you mentioned a little earlier that there's a benefit dinner and uh, coming up for the the CJC. What can you tell me about that? So Chef Hogg over at Sun River um, at the, at the Oyster Bar and Grill is yeah. hosting a um, Oktoberfest. There there will be Oktoberfest oh, at Sun River this year um, on October eighteenth and nineteenth. Okay. And at the end of Oktoberfest, there is a VIP dinner um, that it, he is donating all of the food, and um, we will be. It will all benefit the Children's Justice Center. So come on out. Come on out. The wow. tickets are available on our website, as are other resources and, and more information about the Children's Justice Center. So our website is cjcwc.com, and those tickets are there. Uh, we we rely heavily on our community. Our building was built by our community. There's we we our friends board who raises money for the Children's Justice Center. Um, we we depend on those funds to keep the center going. Christy Pike, thank you again for being on our show today. Now, I know in Utah, it's a mandatory reporting state. So if you're aware of any child abuse happening, how do you go about reporting that? There is a statewide number, 24-hour number for reporting child abuse. And you're right, we are a mandatory report state. If you know of or even have good reason to suspect that a child is being abused, you need to report that legally. So the number for that is 855-323-3237. And that is the statewide hotline for child abuse. Great. Thank you so much again for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure having you. Thanks, Joe. If abuse has affected your family or someone you know, please reach out to the Children's Justice Center to start the healing process today. And if you or someone you know is struggling with anxiety, depression, isolation, anger, or any other difficult emotion, just give us a call at 833-803-3883. 
and we'll be happy to talk about your situation and answer any questions. I know just seeking help can onset anxiety, but I can assure you that there is hope. You don't have to struggle with these difficult emotions forever. We can help you learn the tools to succeed. The number at Life Launch Centers, again, is 833-803-3883. This has been your Mental Health Moment. Join us again next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on St. George News Radio. This is Joe Newman signing off from Life Launch Centers. Until next time, keep those kids safe and keep your sanity. You've been listening to the Mental Health Moment, brought to you by Life Launch Centers. For more info, visit them at lifelaunchcenters.com.